Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. A music podcast. For music lovers. Welcome, everyone. We welcome back Jeffrey as well this week. We have Jeff. We are not sans Jeff. We are Jeff Full. Jeff <laughs> yeah, Full. Right. Grateful Jeff Full. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we got a fun episode planned for you. Uh, before we start, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, drop us a comment, do all that good stuff, uh, waking the primordial algorithm, and uh, you know, just show love and support if you can. Um, you want to kick it off? Oh, kick it old school. Well, kick it old school. Let's get it going. Yeah, here. Oh, what are we doing? We're fine. You got to make a drum fill right now. Yeah. Oh, give us a give us a click. I didn't know what we were doing. No, it's okay. You're, you're good. I feel like you didn't have the song cued, and I feel I feel like I, I feel like the it was song. On me. No, I had the song cued. It just wasn't playing. The song was in his headphones. Yeah. <laughs> it's always going. This is always going. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right. Um, so, yes, welcome. We are back. And uh, we have some birthdays. Happy birthday. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, Stevie Wonder. Yes. Um, so, we did do a quick birthday shout out to uh, Sir Paul McCartney last week, uh, but Jeffrey wasn't here, so we figured that we would talk about paul for a hot second and maybe just list off a couple of our favorite tracks in honor of uh mr Mc, M- i was gonna say mcfartney but <laughs> have some respect i know i'm sorry he's a knight after all it was also brian wilson's birthday yes oh, both octogenarians both 80 years old what are oh, they yeah octogenarians octopuses <laughs> octopus put that garden. one in your back pocket <laughs> <laughs> Too uh, bad Ringo wrote that one. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, say happy birthday, and yeah. maybe yeah. Uh, we're gonna give some songs that we love by said artists. All right, yeah. songs, songs I love: Paul McCartney, mm. Master of Melody, my favorite Beatle. You know, John John Lennon brings the moodiness, but Paul McCartney brings the the tunefulness. Um, favorite songs in order. My favorite Paul McCartney written song is a song called For No One. It's off of Revolver, Mm -hmm. and it's like piano, vocals, and then French horn solo. And it's like this melancholic ballad. Um, Beautiful song. Uh, My second favorite Paul McCartney written song is title track from Band on the Run by Wings, Mm -hmm. which is one of those like take three songs and smash them into one song kind of song suite. Uh, I really love uh, Let It Be. Mm -hmm. I really love The Long and Winding Road. Yeah. I really love, yeah, respect for it. Yesterday. That would be my top five. Okay. All right. Luke, you want to rattle off? I will give you some of my favorite Wings songs. Yes. Uh, Let Them In. Oh. Off Speed of Sound. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you Silly Love Songs. Mm. Great Wings tune. Classic pop song. Mm. Very Paul McCartney. Um, I'm going to go Rock Show. Mm-hmm. You know, from Venus and Mars, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, "Live and Let Die." Oh, classic! Oh, James yeah. Bond. James Bond. Um, those, those are those are my wing songs that kick ass. Mm. Okay. Stick them in your back pocket. I'm gonna go a little more early, maybe early Paul McCartney slash Beatles stuff. Uh, Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey, because I love oh, that song. Sure. sure. <laughs> Across the water. He he loves like a marching band oh, style. It's song. so good. I <laughs> like, love it. Like what they call it, music hall. It's like vaudeville. Yeah, he yeah. loves that shit. <laughs> he, <laughs> he loves. He loves um, I don't want to say the mouth yeah. trumpet, but the he mouth trumpet. 
him and Freddie Mercury keeping the mouth yeah. open alive. <laughs> um, it's kind of like part of a bigger, you know, the known as maybe like the Abbey Road Suite. But uh, you never give me your money. I love, love that, that tune. Yeah. Uh, yesterday as well was one that I wrote down. So some overlap. Uh, Martha, my dear, I like that tune. Luke's uh, Luke's favorite song on White album. Yeah, you know, he had I love the number Martha, one pick dear. on our episode. Uh, and, and last but not least, not that these are any particular order, but my favorite song to butcher mm. when attempting to play it on acoustic guitar. <laughs> I've got to go with Blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> the, fir- I'm, the first time I called Mike out for not knowing how to play it, yep. he was like, no, I know how to play it. And then he was just like, he played, he went to play it and he like hit every note wrong. What, what part do you find more challenging? The chromatic walk up from C or the chorus, which is the F walk down? He doesn't even know the chorus walk down. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, no, just the, oh, it's a two minute song. The hardest part to me is, is making the bird noises That's true. while I'm trying to yeah, play it. <laughs> <laughs> so happy birthday paul mccartney yes um just like you know just uh such an icon such a legend that like he is often kind of forgotten that he's still kicking it and and doing shows he did a, his 80th birthday show he had like a bunch of special guests like bruce springsteen and, and he's still releasing like relevant albums yeah <laughs> like pa- really? check out mccartney three came yeah. out last year i think um yeah just plays everything writes everything yeah 80 years 80 years um and our other guy Hughesman, one of luke's favorite brian wilson yes a bit more docile in his older age has recently hey. released a uh piano solo album if you believe he's playing it <laughs> <laughs> i saw some studio clips did you i believe he played so... it i believe he played it um yeah. uh, but of course leader of the beach boys um one of luke's favorite groups if not favorite group um and yeah he wrote a ton of 60s songs especially that everybody knows a sea of tunes Mm. Mm. that was the name of his publishing company that is true yeah tunes publishing uh do you have any favorite tracks i'll give you yourself i'll give you some deep cuts Mm. okay so um busy doing nothing off the friends album from 1968 Mm -hmm. it's a a very brian wilson song where he just talks about (coughs) how he's busy doing nothing Mm. um it's a bossa nova e-song Amazing, great. Um, I'm gonna shout out Little Pad off of Smiley Smile. Um, it is like a hukalau Hawaii mm. psychedelia wonderfulness. Um, I will give you Darling off of Wild Honey. Um, a great single, a classic. She and him just did a cover of it and released it as a single. If you want to check it out, um, it is kind of like a hidden Beach Boys song. Um, these are all from the Beach Boys um, lo-fi period, which would be kind of my favorite, but I'm going to give you one from 1971, a later day Brian Wilson classic, Till I Die, off of the album Surf's Up, mm. um, a like crazy song about you know the how small you are in the world, I'm um, a mm. cork on the ocean, uh, you know, all that yeah. great stuff, so check it out. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I would say that I'm a novice in terms of my expansive knowledge of the Beach Boys, but you know, I I, I love Pet Sounds. Um the Smile Session stuff is great too. Um so, you know, like obviously like you have wouldn't it be nice good vibrations. Uh I just wasn't made for these times as great. Caroline knows another song that I really like. Uh what is it? Vegetables. My uh-huh. favorite vegetables. <laughs> 
Like, I love that I stuff. I was just though. talking uh, with Chelsea, John B is Chelsea great yesterday too. when you're yeah. like, when someone's like, oh, you like the Beach Boys? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, like Kokomo? And I'm like, no, like fucking vegetables, dude. Like, get, <laughs> get with it. <laughs> if you brought a big yeah, brown I'm, bag I'm, of them. I'm kind of similar where I'm, uh, I am not the, the most knowledgeable Beach Boys fan. Um, but some of my favorites are, of course, Good Vibrations, one of the greatest songs ever. Um, In My Room, uh, God Only Knows, uh, yeah. yeah, Just Wasn't Made for These Times. Um, yeah. Sloop John B., I really like that song, too. Yeah, it's a good tune. He, and I think he wrote, he, I don't know if he was on the album, but I think he did write Sail on Sailor from Holland. Uh, I think he, he did. wrote Sail on Sailor, yeah. and everybody and their mother jumped on to get writing credit on that song. Yeah. <laughs> there was like, like 13 people yeah. have writing credit yeah. on it, and like it's a Brian Wilson, like yeah. pretty much right. only him. Yeah. Also, Very shout cool. out to that uh, movie. Which uh, What's the name of that movie? With Paul, with Paul Dano, Dano and, it is um, called. Um, what's his name? Oh, what is that? John Cusack. John Cusack. I was Love right. and Mercy is the name there of the Love and Mercy. Yeah, thank you. All, g- great, great insight Wilson. into uh, the mind of Brian Wilson and like the stuff that he experienced and stuff. It's uh, that movie for me was kind of the the where I was really like, oh yeah, Brian Wilson, man. You know, so an army of didgeridoos. An army of didgeridoos. <laughs> Unless you learn how to play, <laughs> play the, the fucking theremin. <laughs> Right on. So, happy birthday to two of uh, the greats. Two of the greats, man. Two of the greats. Two of the greats. Um, Yes. It is rumored that Paul McCartney is chomping celery on vegetables before we leave this topic. Is it? I thought that the accent on that chewing was a little... It sounded like it was from Liverpool. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's liver, a liver... Liverpudlian. Liverpudlian. <laughs> they call it the old Liverpool chew, you know? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I know. I'm just... I'm fucking jazz, baby. All right, so... <laughs> Free jazz. <laughs> it's jazz, baby. Um, so, moving on. Some uh, some current events in the, in the happening news. Uh, Beyonce has officially announced a new the album. Bee. The she Queen Bee. She has left the hive. She has indeed. Um, and, uh, it's, um, she released a new song in anticipation of the new record. Let me just pull the song up right now. It's called Break My Soul. Pretty cool. It's definitely got that sort of, like, it's interesting because, like, one of the, you know, you'll be able to tell by the the title of the podcast episode and stuff, we're going to be covering the new Drake album in the second half of the show. Um, but it seems like there's this kind of thing about going into this sort of like house dance music sort of vibe kind of thing. Uh, Beyonce is definitely doing that with this song. If I don't know that this is a complete reflection of what the album itself is going to be. I read an article that said that the album is going to have some of that dance holly sort of influence, but also maybe like some country influences as well on the uh, album to, to to be released. So why not? I'm not quite sure. Not? But break my soul. I was listening to it. I told Luke, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a dressing room at TJ Maxx. It's got that sort of like Euro beat kind of thing going on with it. Um, and I really, I really like it. I, I definitely felt like a, you know, like a cool connection to it. Um, in the sense that, you know, it's kind of this social conscious sort of thing where, lyric wise, she's talking about, you know, you're working your nine to five, like 
they don't care about you. Uh, I think CNN uh, had uh, CNN Business published an article. Beyonce's new song is an anthem for the Great Resignation. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, you know, make take take from it what you will, or make of it what you will. But um, I dig it. I think it's cool. I think uh, it's really really cool. I think uh, I'm excited for the new record to hear like what the whole thing sounds like. But this is like a great like the track is like dancey. It's um. The lyrical content is great. I like um just the way it like she's actually she's saying something like mm-hmm. and it's got like a message. It has that yep. kind of thing to it, and I'm I'm excited to hear the rest of it. Um, but uh, I was definitely before we get into it, I was this song excited me more than the two albums we're gonna cover in the back half. So that was yep. an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll get into it later. But yeah, if, if this song is a lot like what's going to happen on the album. I definitely think that this will be a soundtrack for the summer type of, type of a record for sure. Like it sounds dancey and fun and you know, I think if she incorporates this and does some cool ballads and you know all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, she's she's, you know, yeah. she's Queen Bay. New album out uh July 29th, I believe. It's called going to be called Renaissance and I think it's her first traditional album release in about a decade because yeah. since uh the self-titled album came out which I think it was 2013 or 2014. I'm pretty sure every album since has been just a surprise drop and the whole album just like comes. 2014. 2014, yeah. You're right. So yeah. she's had three, four albums in a row that have been like, here you go, with music, full music video, big production of every single song, visual yeah. albums, she's been calling them. So um, more of a traditional rollout for this and Global Superstar and... yeah. Well, you know, deservedly so. Great singer, great songwriter, great yeah. entertainer, dancer, you know, public figure, all that stuff. Yeah. Tune back in for the album for review. Sure. Yeah, we'll definitely hit month. you with that. Um, so uh, it's all the moving on. It's all the rage. It's kind of um, been a song that's, I think I looked on Spotify. It's a bit strange. It's a bit strange. I looked on Spotify and the Kate Bush song that has recently gotten quite the revival um oh my god what's the name of the song oh running, running up, up that, that hill yeah. thank you uh released in 1985 271 400 <laughs> yeah so over 271 yeah. million streams thank you uh on spotify it's and been this 250 huge... of those have been in the past three weeks right which is really crazy uh you know it's all over social media and it's all uh, because of the song's use in the Netflix drama Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, is that a drama? Yeah, it's been called a drama. It's not a it's comedy. It's kind of like it's not. <laughs> says you. I mean, it's <laughs> funny moments, but yeah, that's yeah. a drama. It's horror, it sci-fi, seems like a thriller. Yeah, I was gonna say, I like mean, thr- yeah. right? Like a like a horror. Thriller. But I feel like drama can blanket it all. And thriller would be a sub subcategory a, you're of right. drama. You're in right. My you're right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, I stand corrected. Yeah, and this yeah. song. Uh, Currently, I believe it's number five on Billboard Hot 100. Last week, it was a peak position of number four. So kind of crazy, that song that's 37 years old, um, just from its appearance. I mean, it's not just an appearance. It's not just a, a record drop in the soundtrack. Like It is a focal point of, I think it's the middle episode of this yeah. batch of, of um this season. Yep. And so it's like the song that like saves a girl's life. Yeah. So it's like it yeah. is heavily, and it's a huge scene, and girls in like a hellscape, and she's running slow motion, and the the soundtrack of the song is booming, and so it's cool. Yeah, 
But uh, in, very interesting for a art rock pop song from the mid 80s to be number five on the charts in 2022 and to be and honestly man so like you know doing a little bit of research on my own i was like oh this is cool i wonder how much the record itself is going for and man to think that this like the vinyl itself to purchase the vinyl record was at best maybe like a five to ten dollar record if you found it somewhere now it's outrageous if you go to discogs i went to discogs it's like i can't even really find it and the copies that i can find are pretty expensive i'm gonna add i'm gonna for you from it this is this is for me i'm not familiar with this record on on any level but For me, this has always been like a record head record, like record people. Has it now? Yeah, this is record- Hounds of Love, right? Is that the name of the album? I believe uh, so. Yeah, I think so. This is yeah. always a um, it's like her fourth Hounds album, of Love, you are correct, from 1985. Yeah. This yeah. is always a, a record head record. When yeah, I yeah. see people, like record collectors, record collectors always have this record. It's yeah. It's been... This has been like an Instagram record that I see mm. for at least the past 10 years, and it's one of those records I see and go... Oh, that's an important record, and I don't know why, but like uh, yep. I see it too often for mm. it to be. It's it's kind of been getting a renaissance at least for the past ten years. So would you say it probably even before this, it wasn't then a five to ten dollar record? You think it's probably you could probably still you'd have to pay a pretty penny even not even a, not a pretty penny, but it's like a, it, it was a record. Yeah, it was a record. People, like a twenty dollar, yeah, thirty dollar record kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything that I saw as of late has definitely shot up close to a hundred. I would imagine so. Had you guys had experience with Kate Bush before this phenomenon? No, See, I, can't I say always I had. thought that Kate Bush, just from just from record, like looking at people collecting records and stuff, um, that's what I always assumed that she was like an artier, maybe like Duran Duran kind of thing, like hmm, okay. um, like an indie, like a hmm? you know what I mean, like artistic, more like artistic credibility, yeah, yeah. Duran Duran kind of kind of deal, or like um, Tears for Fears, but like even hmm. even more like um, you know, in the direction of that. And then I also kind of thought it was maybe some like uh, goth gothy overtones, yeah, yeah. something like that. The mm-hmm. Cure, but like, like I didn't. But that was just my. What I put on, yeah. I never listened to it. Yeah, I knew her because um, she does a duet with um, Peter Gabriel on his So album, which has Red Rain and In Your Eyes and Sledgehammer. Um, I can't right now think of the name of that song, but um, so at the time in college when I'm downloading a bill, every album that ever existed, I I remember listening to Peter Gabriel's artier early albums, Kate Bush. Um, Tom Waits is 80s stuff like mm. don't give up don't give up <laughs> yeah it's great it's a great song but it yeah it's like in, it's she's a pop singer and and this song run up the hill it is kind of like um, if you mix Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel with like total eclipse of the heart you know like smash those mm. two styles together because it is kind of it's it's um, very, you know, melodramatic in a good theatrical way and um, anthemic and just swaths of keyboards and um, written, produced, all that stuff by Kate Bush. If you like the music of Robin, who's a dance artist from the past 15 years, I think vocally they sound pretty similar. So mm-hmm. if you if you like Run Up That Hill, check out some of Kate Bush's other stuff. Yeah. TikTok, man, the power of the internet. It's well, crazy. We were talking before how um, dreams and um, 
Oh, dog face 420. Dog, dog face 420 skateboarding down the street. Cranberry, cranberry juice. juice. <laughs> and we talked about it on the podcast because yeah, yeah. I read that right. Rolling Stone article and I was like, I cannot believe because yeah. rum- Rumors entered the top right. 40 again right. yeah. as an album. And you're like, what the hell? And yeah. you said this is a 30. And um, yeah. I also just wanted to pull up because I kind of was reading uh, just coincidentally about um, the millennial generation the other day and Generation X and like, yep. um, you know, what defines us. And um I landed on this, and I thought it had something to do with that. So um, additional research showed that within the past few decades, popular music has gotten slower, that majorities of listeners, young and old, prefer, prefer older songs rather than keeping up with new ones, mm-hmm. that the language of popular songs were becoming more negative psychologically, and that lyrics were becoming simpler and repetitive. But to the point of that old and young people are having a phenomenon of enjoying mostly older music is so strange to me yeah but see to me it makes sense because at least it makes sense Mm -hmm. in this way like when you're looking at popular music now right and we'll get into it in terms of talking about the albums that we're going to review afterwards you know everything it's all cyclical man it all comes back and really within the past what five to seven years the sort of 80s sound has become popular again wouldn't you say? I mean, like in terms of like oh, the yeah, way yeah, synthesizers yeah. are yeah, used yeah. and everything like that, that sort of 80s vibe thing. So I think it's really just a result of like people liking those sounds and textures and just kind of being like, oh, there was literally an entire decade that was the original version of all of this style. Everything. And then going back. Music, to, you know what fashion, I'm trying to say? But I get what you're everything saying. Everything runs too. in 25 to 30 years. It is trends. bizarre, though. But it's, it's bizarre. bizarre that it's the yeah. first time in history that this is happening. We're like, 37-year-old sure, sure. songs are just, like, rocketing up the charts. You have, like, yeah, weird right. examples now and again, like, like the Righteous Brothers 2. That... Right, movies, because movies was the internet before the internet. Right, yeah. and yeah. that Mass was in the movie Mass, uh, Ghost. Communication. Um, and that was an obscure yeah. song at that. Right. Even for, That wasn't mm. even, like, a hit back then. It, that became a hit because of that movie. Roy Orbison getting big again in, like, right. 1990. Yes, yeah. for, yeah. like, no reason. Yeah. Hey, just... <laughs> have some respect. But, like, no I, reason. out of nowhere, though. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I guess I you guess- have to have a good seven seconds. I think that's the key now. Yeah, do you have seven seconds that can be timed to a TikTok video that everybody's gonna shoot? There's an ABBA song. I forget which fucking ABBA song is, but that's one that's been yeah. hot the past two, three weeks or whatever. On every video I see, someone's mouthing along to yeah, and it's seven seconds of the song. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, because that's the key push. If I could, that seven to nine seconds Seem. it's nothing yeah it's like <laughs> yeah it's no cool. you're right you're right yeah what um, what what do you have a song that you would like to see get the tiktok push to the top of the charts like an old song yeah oh i don't know do oh you, man uh to be fair i will say one song that definitely got like a a a, a push oh i don't even know if i should say it because it might be borderline inappropriate but the ccr song uh, um, oh, when, when people were making the like, it was, it people, was funny. people were making like draft notice TikToks and stuff <laughs> oh, yeah. because fortunate of the, son, yeah, 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 like it started like when it's just like when I get home from college and I get a letter from the military, yeah, was that, you know, I would um, like I like the song. Um, it's not super old, but it's kind of Kate Bush era. I like the song. It's probably like 1988. Um. She drives me crazy by fine young cannibals. <laughs> she oh. drives me crazy. Oh, I hate that song. I love that song. <laughs> that's why. That, but that's the thing, man. That's the key to these songs. It's like if you thought about the song, you're it. It it is enraging and a 
bad song like it's kind of beyond bad that becomes good again yeah i was yeah. in the shower yesterday and actually thought of one but didn't realize it until you actually said it uh harry nielsen's lime in the coconut oh yeah because like i mean it's perfect oh, yeah. it's perfect for it it had it had a it had a resurgence for a hot minute oh, beetlejuice yeah. Oh, it was Beetlejuice? Oh, no, that was Deo. That was ban- Banana Boat Song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lime of the Coconut is in uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh. It was also in the, what was it, like the Pepsi, like the Diet Pepsi oh, commercial? Oh, sure. No, 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 that was the Lime, lime in Pepsi. the Coke. Lime oh, Coke. the in Lime the Coke. Yeah. Yeah. In the Coke. Lime in the Coke. Lime in the Coke. Sounds a Pepsi guy over here. Um, I, I, I can't really think of one like off the top of my head that I would like to, but I will say that like I remember when I was going through a hardcore Marty Robbins phase. <laughs> I love Marty uh, Robbins. Like, like a year and a half, two years years ago i remember i played it for my brother my brother's a mm-hmm. you know younger person like big gamer and stuff and i played the song big iron and he's like mm. oh yeah that was in i think it was like red dead redemption or something yes. like that it was like yeah. it was featured in like one of those western sort of games and stuff so it is interesting man it's like that song came out in 1959 and yeah. you had 18 19 year olds singing big iron you know it's like yeah. what you know but yeah, it's, m- movie soundtracks did it and, yeah. and as we see tv soundtracks like yep. stranger things and yeah, those TikTok trends that just take off for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. I, now that I'm thinking more and more of this, I keep thinking of examples where old songs have shot the shot of the charts. Uh, Endless Summer, The Beach Boys, 1974 sure. double compilation of yeah. 19 pre 1965 hits, mm-hmm. shot up to number one in 1974 due to the movie American Graffiti. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Which so, used all the songs for that era. Yeah. Anyway. Right on. Well, there you have it. If you can think of any, drop it in the comments and, uh, you know, tell us what you think. Or if you can think of a song that you would like to see as a resurgence, please let us know what you think. Uh, Shall we take a quick break and then come back with some of our current album reviews? Sure thing. All right. We will be right back. Two and two. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Get in the Garage. The music podcast. For music lovers. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well executed. Yes. The have some respect um so let's get kicked off here let's just jump right head first into this so uh this past friday honestly which was, never yeah. mind never mind no, let's just move on. Mind. no new friends we're gonna cover the new drake album so i don't know about you guys but you said that very begrudgingly we're gonna cover the new drake well, album. you could give your intro still last friday drake released a surprise yeah. new album a surprise new album yeah it was not <laughs> on any of the um it was not any of the lists that I had seen, anyway. Um, <laughs> what list are those? <laughs> I have my we list. scour these lists every list. week to give you these, this content. But yeah, so typically for those who <laughs> Mike's don't, list that just says Ted Nugent 2022? Question mark? I don't know. Is I it coming so. out? I hope so. <laughs> Great White Buffalo. Um, so, uh, so this past Friday, which was June 17th, uh, also, my dad's birthday, so oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Check him out, woodstuff.com. He is Whoa. A, yeah, he, dude, owns he the got domain. the URL. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Dude, that's a dope URL, woodstuff.com. Yeah, woodstuff.com. Dude, check out woodstuff.com. Uh, Alabon Creations. Wow. He makes all kinds of cool goods and stuff. This is not, he doesn't sponsor the show or anything, but shout out to my dad's not yet. Woodcraft. Not yet. Yes, soon to be. We're trying to get him to make us a uh, podcasting table, actually. So shout out. Uh, Chris Laban is his name. Check him out. He makes pens, he bowls, furniture whatever you need he can make it he's good with wood so moving on <laughs> come on let's <laughs> Jeff give me a stare down it was hard alright honestly never mind um, thank you bring it full 
Yeah, bring it back forward. Okay, so Friday seventeenth, Friday the seventeenth of June. Uh, without any announcements or anything, Drake dropped his album. Honestly, never mind. Uh, it's fourteen songs, fifty-two minutes and thirty-two seconds long. Uh, Concise has, for Drake. It has one feature, uh, twenty-one Savage on the last track, and other than that, this has been a pretty hard left turn for Drake. In a way, in one way, yes. In another way, kind of no. I think stylistically, in terms of beats and and kind of delivery and all that. It's not really like Drake-ish, but on on different level, it's like the Drakeiest Drake album I think I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, I don't it, know, it's it, weird. It, it, it's yeah, it's reminiscent of some of the stuff on. Um, I don't think it was officially called an album. I think it was called a playlist called More Life, which might have been like four years ago. Um, but it's it's kind of Drake's take on house music and dance music, and he only raps on two of the fourteen songs and. Um, He's working with a bunch of new collaborators that he hasn't worked with in the past instead of his old guys like 40. I know 40 does one or two things on here. Boy Wonder, I don't think, does any work on this album. Um, Gordo, Black Coffee, with yeah. the other producers. Yeah, those are the guys mainly, who work on this album. Mainly featured. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's a, it's a summer record. It's, it's a, as the kids would say, it's a vibe. It's, um, it's not like dreary, downtrodden, emotional emotional drake um it's somewhere in the middle of his fun pop hits and the kind of sleepy sadness stuff uh i i enjoy the 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 foray into the house music and electronic and dance music um for me the beats are they're good or or i should say they're fine to good and i just wish there was like more um, variety in the beats mean like within a song like house music is known for like here's the beat and then add some more percussion and then drop it or like high pass filter it and then go back in and burst it out and yeah, whereas right, right. Th- this, this album is kind of like set it forget it most yeah. of the tracks there's you know there's some breaks there's some piano stuff there's some sampled uh soul singing stuff that he uses um but it's he could have gone harder so to speak and yeah. gone a little bit more aggressive, I think, would have been better. And I only listened to it uh, one time, so I didn't, like, delve into the lyrical content that much. But it seems to be typical Drake of, like, kind of border on parody of, like, his grandiosity and his yeah. whatever. But I, I think know, the question fine. I had when I listened to this was just, like, is he in on the joke this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think so? I, I He's hope. the biggest – He, arguably the biggest – Per, biggest music person in the world. Yeah. So I, he has to be. Yeah, I just did not. I didn't. I had a hard time connecting with this one. Not that I'm a yeah. huge Drake fan in general. You know what I mean? I mean, shout out to Devin. Uh, we had him on, and uh, we talked. We 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 spoke ad nauseum about Drake for a hot minute there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't. I I don't dislike Drake. Uh, he's not my go-to when it comes to listening to hip hop and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just was. I like Luke and I were talking about it yesterday on the phone, and it was just like I think the question was was like, I or maybe not the question, but the 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 opinion. My opinion is like I just feel like this album just doesn't have a soul. I don't know. It's weird. It just doesn't to me. Well, it just seems sort of. It seems a bit stale. It seems a bit, you know. I, I feel know. like if this is a dance album, um, lyrically, I'm not really given anything to dance about. Um, so that kind of seems like, uh, like sad dancing isn't really like a thing. Um, so like I guess it is in some respect, but you know, I feel like a lot of it is kind of like you know, 
same, like Jeff said, kind of runs around the same BPM for the whole uh, yeah. record. Um, like Mike was kind of talking to me this earlier, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Um, the for the minimum list, minimal uh, lyrical content that there is on this record, it's not like he's saying um, a lot of like profound things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song Currents has mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven songwriters, and I can't imagine it's more than a paragraph long of lyrics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, most of those are probably the samples used. Um, but you th- do you think? Yeah, yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. That because that would make sense to me. Because yeah. I was like, there's no. Because I'm like, there's no way. Because that song probably uses two samples, and each of those samples is a solo song that probably had four writers on it. Okay, see, I'm thinking that these yeah. beats really aren't sampled beats as much as they, because they don't, you know what I mean? There sounds like some samples, but it sounds like right. everything you could kind of like, you know what right, I mean? Right. That makes more sense to me, because I'm like, there's, yeah. there's no way 11 mm. fucking people wrote this song. That doesn't make any sense. I was trying That's, to figure out if it was like a Bob yeah. Marley thing, where he like would give people money by saying they wrote a song <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Cause, but for me, like lyrically, um, there's like not a ton going on. Um, and then kind of like on top of that, like the beats are interesting to me, but um, they like there's kind of like a lack of melody going on. On yeah, like... yeah cause he's like singing on the beat. Then yeah. he goes like this, and like that's not really a melody for me. So mm-hmm. like if you're not rapping on the whole record and you're not coming up with like a creative melody. And then on top of that, for me, like if you're not really pushing any kind of message other than like, um, you don't remember when you met a girl and you, maybe you do remember and then maybe you miss her. Maybe you don't like for me, I'm like, if you don't really care about the relationship, why do I care about the relationship? Why yeah, am I listening to this? Mo- you, can, you have a hard time buying into this. That's record. what I'm saying. At least I did. I, 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 that's that, that soullessness thing, though. But that's yeah. That's for me. That's an issue because like soulless. It's what he does. It's how he writes. It's like yeah. I. Well, at what point do you like write yeah. that like f- one album? I, sure, but like at this, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're like, if this is your thing, like the the vapidness of it is like almost like I don't know. I, I for me that was the hardest thing to connect to the beats for me yeah. were, like even the beats being the same kind of thing that worked fine I like for the, me yeah I like the music aspect yeah and you know I don't want to like poop all over it because like there's mm. things I do really like mm. about it um the song he raps on sticky mm-hmm. for me the beat one of the high mm-hmm. more high class beats on the record yeah. um it's got that doom doom yeah, doom yeah. that one has a break and stuff doom doom yes and like you said it has the changes in it um. For me, that had like a great danceable thing. Um, the braggadociousness. Um, it let me know who he was. Um, it let me know what how his how he thought his swag was. Um, yeah. Like I know I'm saying like words that aren't cool anymore, but like that. <laughs> it's lit. Yeah. For me, that that the song works because it's like a, it's danceable. It mm. like had and he didn't really you know the rapping works on it, but like for me, it's just the it it just had so much more energy on it than like the other songs did. Um, yeah, I yeah. wish he. I wish he went full music wise. I wish he went full singer because he can sing, and even if he can't, I think he can sing. But he's also the biggest artist in this world, so he can use vocal shit in the studio to to fuck with it to make it sing. Yeah, and you can use auto tune artistically but anyway. All now the you know melodies are kind of just three notes the whole time. And sometimes they're and not in like, time. Okay. Sometimes right, that's his not into, you know, style. and I get, and I, and I, I don't know. To there's, shout out a song where though. I thought the melodies were better was was actually the song "Currents." 
Um, That's my favorite song on the record. I right, think. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the beat on that too works. Heavy piano and with stuff. the what sounds like the bed squeaking and right, like right. the that works on like fo- you know tons of levels mm. where you're just like yes this is a vibe mm. that's cool and he's doing enough uh, melodic changes on top of it mm. with the keyboards where um, it mm. works and I'm very interested in it and this is one of the songs that my ears definitely perked up on and I I, I really liked on the record mm. yeah so um, compared to Texco Green, the previous song, mm. where I really don't didn't like that song at all, or the song after Kurt's mm. "A Keeper," where um, "A Keeper" is my least favorite song in the whole mm. record. That's the one where he's talking about the girl that he like is into, and he can't remember where he met her, and <laughs> da da da. And he's like, yeah. "That's the one where I'm just like, I can't take that for like more than like a minute for me." Um, I mean, I listened to it a ton of times this week. I bet le- I think I did okay. like t- yeah. at least ten times, seven yeah. times. I listened to it a lot because mm. I was, I didn't want to come in here and be like, mm. I wanted, you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to just be, I don't like this, but like, you know, really think about it and be like kind yeah, with it. Yeah, digest it. Because mm. there is stuff I definitely like about it and the stuff, you know, so. Yeah, Drake makes music, it seems like, as time goes on, he's misses that one, he's, on most of his songs, he's missing what I think makes a global pop superstar which is like singing songs that could be personal stories and moments but have like a universal approach that like everyone can connect to we're like drake's i think a year older than me and it's like i connected to his stuff more when i was kind of going through my like fucking up my love life era of my mid-20s and stuff and now it's like okay another song about like you being the coolest dude or like you getting the baddest chick or like a girl not calling you back. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that stuff. Like it's not, it's not anything I connect to. Like I'm not a guy like Drake and I don't surround myself with women that he seems to like put on pedestals. And yeah, so I like some of the stuff. I like basically every album. I really like three songs. Yeah. And it's like, that's not enough. He makes albums that have 16 tracks. If I can only really like three of them, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Well, right. Mike was talking to me about this record because we were, you know, trying to figure out how we're talking about it. And, who is uh, this for? Mike, you know? yeah. Who is this for? And I said, us. This is us. Drake's mm. our artist. Dra- Drake right. came of age is like you're all of like we're the perfect Drake age artist. Mm. So yeah. for you to say that and you're like, I've aged out of Drake. Like yeah. this music isn't for me anymore. Like what's he talking about? Like I'm not in this stage of my life where Kendrick Lamar just released mm-hmm. a monumental album this year yeah. with like at least like culturally sh- shifting mm-hmm. of him being like family and life and my you know mm-hmm. personal life and st- mm-hmm. all that where it has like a lot of messages on it a lot yeah. of uh, feel of like family and growing up and maturing and then like this album is just like I'm a dancer now and you're just like that's fine but that's not enough of an artistic change for me to you know what I mean yeah if you're gonna do it go whole hog like or to be to be a culturally shifting artist that's not enough of the change for me it's gotta be like a a, yeah like I'm not a guy who goes to the dance clubs at the casino and then takes an Uber home because I'm too drunk and is texting a girl who wasn't there that night. Like, yeah, that's what right, Drake's music right, is for. Right, yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of that yeah, stuff. I don't give a fuck about it. Like, not only don't really... give a fuck, that's anti anything I'm interested in. Right. So right. I, wish he, I wish he made a fucking dance soul album where he's singing about how difficult love and life and relationships and connecting with people over the past two years yeah universal themes that have some of your life in it but it's like 
whatever. I don't. I just don't I care. Know. And I, I know. like. I like. I like aspects of it, but it's like good packaging yeah. around like some fucking fast food. I don't care. It's like, yeah, right, know. right, right. Yeah, he he dressed up some McDonald's fries. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know. But I, I agree. I agree. I I I just did not like. And I and I and it, like we said, like who who is this album really for, and what's his demographic at this point, and all that. But the thing is, is you know, like we were saying, it's just kind of like, you know, it's just not. It's not. It doesn't it, none of the lyrical content or or any of it like really piques sort of the interest of the people who were really in support of him eight to ten years ago. Yeah, because it's just like all right, like you know, all right. So <laughs> you know? my 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 uh, if let's, I'm giving a number, yeah, let's get the number rating. Pitch Pitchfork was a little harsh. On this one, it was like six and a half or something. I mean, yeah. I, I I I correct myself. I listened to it two full times back to front. Um, you know, if if I start to sit with it more and like the beats more, maybe it'll move up. But on maybe more repeats, I'll actually listen to the words and then it'll move down because I don't really like the lyrical stuff that much. But I'm gonna say five and a half. Yeah, uh, I'd say five, four and a half, five, five. Yeah. Um, it has yeah. redeemable moments. It um, Jimmy Cooks the feature, great song, yeah. sticky. Great song, um, massive. The two he raps on, currents. Uh, is that great song, song massive? Is that a song? Yes, massive. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, again, massive is cool. There's um, definitely standout tracks on here that are great, but um, uh, you know, the, for me, it's filler and repetitive. I so. enjoy. Yeah, I enjoyed the song. Tie that binds. The beat's cool, and uh, it has that sort of like mariachi style Spanish guitar solo thing that's oh, kind of yeah, like yeah, peppered yeah. in over that. Like, I think that's cool. Uh, contrary to what Luke said, I didn't mind the song. Text go green. I feel like that's the only song where he f- actually sings on tempo correctly, <laughs> and um, I, 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 are you d- are you dragging or rushing? The you know? the pitchfork rip on that song was um, it was surprising that Drake didn't already have a song <laughs> called Texco Green. <laughs> he's made songs about it where he's texting someone and they're Texco Green because they're on airplane mode or they're blocking his yeah, call. Right, yeah, right, right. Um, I you know I this, a part of it that I found that was kind of like fun ish nostalgic was uh, there's a lot of moments where the beats kind of sound like. You know, like when you were a little kid and like a uh, family member got you like a cheap Casio keyboard and like the pre-programmed beats of boom, dunk, boom, yeah. dunk, boom, like it had that sort of quality to it. So that kind of thing about it, you know, that was cool and everything. Cool bone thunks and but harmony. Check it out. It's just, but it's like this. Yeah. It's or just it's like, like this. It's, like, it's just like a, yeah, it's not an offensive album. You can put it on, you can put it on as background music. You know, and it's cool. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, I've spoken to people who said that they like it. Uh, I've spoken to other people who are like serious Drake heads that are a bit older, closer to my age, who said that they really didn't like it. So it it seems, old heads, yeah, old heads. You know, um, like that lady that has Drake tattooed on her forehead. You know, uh, no, um, I, was, I was saying the the cover looks like a Bone Thugs and Harmony logo, <laughs> does it not? Do you think so? I thought it looked like a Daft Punk cover. The- Oh yeah, it does it's look like, like that. Bo- bo- <laughs> but da- it's like bone. The cover looks like Daft something. Bones. <laughs> Daft Thugs and Harmony. Something I made in clip art in fifth grade. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word uh, art. Phil word effects. Art, right? Phil yeah. effects. Yeah, it looks like something like uh, like uh, like three six mafia had on a on a yeah, pendant. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Three six mafia. Yeah, that's <laughs> you a good. Know, it's like that kind of thing. So but anyway, tell us. On. Let us know what you think, though. Let yeah, us let us know what you think. I'm curious to know if like you know if people are like, no, you're off. Like Drake thinks we're all off. Like he told us the other day from the club. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh yeah, did you see that? The st- no. stereo gum had posted. He's like, you don't know. You He's don't like, know. It's all right. You don't have to get it. You'll get it soon enough. It's okay. You, you know, just because you don't get it, that's okay. And it's like, well, thank thanks for telling me it's okay, Drake, because I certainly don't get it. So push the um, <laughs> push know? the envelope, man. Meandering music is the worst kind of music in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it just doesn't see. It Challenge just, me. Give yeah. me some. I'd rather listen to Revolution Nine twenty times. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Followed with a. <laughs> Piggies and then wild onion, <laughs> wild onion pie. Anyway, so yes, let us know what you, you think cowards. in the comments below. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Jesus. All right, the next the next new album also released this past week um, is an album by a British band called Foles. Not new foils, album. like I not thought. Foils, the new. Yeah, Luke kept saying foils, and I'm like, Dude, I, I kept d- trying to search foils yeah, on yeah. Spotify, and I'm like. What the f- I I can't find that. Sorry, I was like, guys. Oh, does he mean Foles? The new album's called Life Is Yours. Um, it's uh, this band is in the in, we'll call it indie rock. It's a band that's been making music for I think just a little over a decade. Um, it used to be a th- it was a four piece and it was a five piece, and in the past two three years, um, the bassist has left the band and the keyboard player left the band, so they made this album as a trio with their lead singer. Um, doing guitar and bass, and then their lead guitarist playing keyboards. Michael, and, can you give us a a, a pronunciation uh, of that lead oh, singer's yeah, name? Thank you. <clears throat> right on top there. Yanis. Yanis Filipakis. Filipakis. Yanis Filipakis. <laughs> um, he's a he's a Greek uh, Greek English uh, musician, and this is a band that like this is. Uh, super. Da- this is dancey, funky, summery. Yeah. In my opinion, in like a cool way and a an enjoyable way, and yeah. like a way that I dig and got into. Um, I would say this band is like hev- At least this album, I should say, is heavily influenced by the new wave pop rock of the early early and mid eighties, especially things like In Excess. And Duran Duran, yeah, and talking Simple heads. Minds, and Talking Heads, and uh, little Tears for Fears, Tears for Fears. In there. So it's like funky, slightly chorused uh, guitar. It's like drum patterns that are live drums but sound like programmed drums, and there might be some There's, programming in there. I think it's there. definitely a mix yeah. of the two, live um, and programmed. There's, you know, a lot of the beats have have. Wood blocks and cowbells and spoons and like little flourishes. There's lots of like type of synth stuff. There's a lot of like synth brass, kind of like Peter Gabriel style. And um, yeah, it's just catchy and fun. And like, I I love that kind of music, that in excess style. So like, I love this shit. To also note, um, this is one of the loudest loudest records I've listened to in a long time. Um, I'm talking like Oasis loud. Mix the the trebles are cutting the hi hat shit is cutting the, the bass drum. Bass is... I listened to this in like um pushing like the push in ear headphones, yeah. little Bluetooth things. Pressure. Um, it hurt my ears to listen to that way. I would suggest only in the car. This is a dance in the car. This is yeah. not a headphone record. This is the worst album I've ever listened to in <laughs> headphones. When I say really? that. I don't. I'm not kidding. Was br- I am not. Ki- I've heard some. Wor- I've heard. Some I'm worse not ones. kidding you. This was literally yeah. one of the worst albums I've ever listened to in headphones. My it was worst, so bad. Worst headphone experiences to me are late Metallica stuff, Chili Peppers. Unfortunately, oh. Rick Rubin. Sorry. This is on this level. I'm um, not Chili Peppers level. What's the band? Pantera. That shit mm-hmm. hurts my ears. Oh, uh, Pantera. You feel that in the fillings. Yeah. It's like. Um, but yeah. This. But. 
part of that thing is the albums of the mid eighties. That was like the height of now we're good at digital t- recording. We're going to push the levels of things. We're going to, we want that crispy and we want that, that, ju- that pressurized bottom. Yeah. Everything is pressure. everyone's in a club doing fucking cocaine all night. Yeah, so it's right, like, right. that's what the music was geared to. So like, there's a throwback to that style. So it, it makes sense that it's, they yeah. went without way mixing wise. It's a definite throwback to that style. Um, it's all got that like indie dream pop mm-hmm. thing, like blanketed over the whole whole yeah. thing. Um, it's all soaked in reverb. I also and wanted to shout mm-hmm. another band that I thought this was like kind of a rip of was mm-hmm. Walk the Moon. Um, the Shut oh, Up sure. and Dance with Me guys. That yeah. was like you know t- a long time ago. I mm-hmm. think at this point, maybe like ten years ago. Um, this sounded all like. Let's take Shut Up and Dance With Me and mm-hmm. kind of like redo it a lot of times. Yeah. Um, not to say that is this album is like completely a wash, but um, songs I thought that were like really standouts were like 2001. My um, favorite song. Yep. Yeah. I feel like that one was like a really great pop song. It's got literally like the sugar-coated candy lyric in it, mm-hmm. um, and I always use that to describe great pop songs in this podcast. Um so uh, 2001 definitely had its own feel. It's I think it has the best drums on the record. Mm-hmm. It's got like it mixes and it like starts yeah, yeah. to syncopate in and out. Um, the bummer for me was at the end of the song that the drums didn't keep syncopating up and down and it kind of just ends in a locked groove. Um, but that's just me nitpicking at it. Um, this is for me the highlight, the best song of the whole record. It is dancey. It could be mm-hmm. your song of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, great tune. Um, it's definitely like a indie rock um uptown gonna funk you up Mm -hmm. um bruno mars style it's got that whole energy to it um the first like five to six songs on here i'd say one two three four five six the first six songs in here all for me have distinct personalities and identities um and kind of different personalities um getting to the song looking high and on and i did listen to this record backwards up as well um for me and he watched I, the wizard of oz at the same time definitely syncs up um <laughs> the back half of this record ends up kind of yeah, sitting yeah. in the same locked groove of right. tempo in the yeah. kind of the same drum pattern mm-hmm. where i found myself really getting ear fatigue by this mm-hmm. point um again i tried to listen to it in de- multiple formats too not just the headphones um where my ears hurt cuz i wanted to give it a really shot of a chance but um the loudness of it and kind of like the mix of all everything made it hard to pick out stuff so all that stuff in the bottom half for me just really blends together because it's the same tempo yeah um, but you know me nitpicking i did not mind this record and i liked it more than the drake record overall mm-hmm. if it was playing in the background but yeah um i you know yeah i think this is a fun this is going to be a fun summer record fun for like you know, during you know, like during the day in the summer when like the energy's still high, like a nice beach. a good cookout, like yeah, great beach a great beach record, you know. Um likewise, like Luke said, two thousand one. Um I did take a few Um Wake Me Up is another great tune on here as well. Flutter, I think is that the name of a song. Yeah, Flutter was Has another that kind of noodly guitar line. The noodly guitar line. It also was reminiscent of like AM Arctic Monkeys a little bit sure. where it was like yeah. now 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 mm-hmm. now now um it swagging. Didn't, yeah, it didn't swaggering, I mean yes. to say. Yeah, it didn't have like the exact like rocky dirtiness of the Arctic mm-hmm. Monkeys by any uh, means, but it definitely mm-hmm. had that like feel and tone and rockabil like rockability yeah rockability not rockabilly <laughs> um uh, but yeah. yeah 
song wise, I in, um, I wrote just some songs down that I liked. Uh, Two A.M. Two thousand one, looking high. Uh, Life is yours was another song, mm-hmm. uh, the title track and and the first track opening up. You know, just high energy, fun, dancey. You know, it's forty one minutes and fifty nine seconds long. It's eleven songs. It's not, it's not like a super demanding album in terms of like it's not a chunker of a record. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like a nice, quick, boom, fun, dancey. You know, get your toe tapping, even get like the shoulder swaying. Two a.m. has like a lot of spare sparseness in the beginning where it's like right. dump. Dump, dump, yeah. and that makes it a lot easier to listen to. That's like to to differ the back half of the record. Yeah, the back half of the record, the, all the songs are just like chunked up yeah, yeah. and like yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Two AMs like that chunky synth. I would really say my great. my nitpick is, um, I wish there were more songs that use single tracking on the lead vocal because I think it's I think there's only maybe two songs that are single track lead vocals. The rest yeah. are double triple tracked, so it sounds like. You know, just it's too much stuff going on. It, I I wish it was single track so it sounded more like in excess rather than like double tripled so it sounds like simple minds and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, this is my this is my go to is like British guys who want to play funky pop music. Yeah, like I, yeah. I love this guy's stuff. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the 1975 and in excess, and this is like. This right is in the, that vein. Can I ask you a question though? Since because I feel like of the three of us, you're probably more Tame familiar. Impala, it's kind of like new Tame Impala a little bit too. Um, you're more familiar with Foles just as a band. So like, uh, do you feel like this is kind of like a pretty interesting departure from the like yeah, yeah. everything not saved will be lost kind of yeah. vibe? Because I feel like that parts one and two. Not that I I listen to them extensively. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's two different albums really. Oh, especially those. Those are. Those are heavier emotional yeah. albums. So stuff. going going back and yeah. listening to those two albums, mm-hmm. I would say in terms of my own personal taste that I would say, like my taste kind of falls more in mm-hmm. between those two albums mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, more specifically, part two, everything Not Say Will Be Lost, part two, the second one, um, I liked probably a little bit more than than the, than part one. But um but yeah, so it's it, it it it's definitely a bit different. But I I like I said, man, I enjoyed, it, especially compared. I don't know. It was it's interesting because, uh, you know, to a b this and the Drake record because both are kind of sort of like throwbacks to like previous styles that have kind of already been done. Uh, I I preferred the Foles record to the Drake yeah. album for sure. I found this way more enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Um, lyrically had a lot more going for it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just had like a lot, you know, great, better metaphors, uh, more personal. You could, uh, what's going on in this guy's life. You can kind of, you know, tell, yeah. um, yeah, so this I, is I this, that was a this is a sunshine after the two and a half years of COVID darkness kind of record. Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed it. And their old albums, like they've always had, um, catchiness and poppiness and, and up tempo and energy and, um, all that stuff, but they've never made funk f- stuff. And every song in this album is a funk this song. Is, this is Flutter. It's yeah. got that like right. down, 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 Because this down, is this down, is all down. funk. This whole album, yeah. where it's not really pop rock. It's kind of on a different level. Um, I said this for me. I love this kind of music, and I think this is well done. This is an eight for me. This yeah. is a, this is a strong eight. And if I listen to it more, I'm gonna enjoy it more. I feel. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll I'll say like a seven five, seven five strong seven fives eight ish. You know, all in all, all in all. Six. A six for Luke. Okay. I think it's got some good standout mm-hmm. tracks. Um, but for me it's just the mix of his 
yeah, yeah. too much for me to get past. Yeah, I'll agree with you. It, it, the the not not on the rating as much as if I if I had one thing that I was like nitpicking on it, it was it's just the mix is a little too loud. Yeah, and it's I didn't. I mean, when you guys brought it up, I kind of realized maybe, but like. I listen to stuff that's mixed like this. Like I listen to funk and disco and all that shit all the time. It's all mixed like this, so it yeah, it, it didn't even. Uh, see, for me, it's it it's, didn't sound anything. It's, this is loudness me. wars for me. Like I, I'll yeah. do like loud loud high ends. This is just loudness war for me. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us what you think, you the listener and viewer. <laughs> uh, so there you have it, uh, Foles and Drake's new records back to front so uh yeah let us know what you think drop a comment below don't forget to like and subscribe and uh awaken the primordial algorithm good lord i can't talk until next time we've been getting the garage we've gotten in the garage we've got until next time it's time to to, it's time to 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 draw that door down and uh (laughs) mike you have the whistle and head on out here luke (laughs) would you like to do a little whistle blowage All right, until next time, goodbye. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.